morning, Gateway Church. We're growing family after God's heart. And we know that in healthy families, there needs to be grace given and grace received. Do you agree with that? I hope you do because I'm going to ask you for something, for a little grace before I, I make this next statement here. Because I need grace. How many here last week knew something was missing, that I forgot to, to, to do something? And I had a few people say, hey, well, what's up? I forgot to take up the offering last week. First time, I think, in 20-some years, I appealed to the elders and governing board for grace. <laughs> and instead, they decided to dock my pay for one week. Can you believe that? No, they graced me. Just kidding. Speaking of grace, my mom extended a lot of grace to me as a kid. And when she needed it, I struggled giving it because I'm thinking of one specific example. I couldn't believe she was about to embarrass me in front of all my friends. When I got home, I'd let her know, what were you thinking of, Mom? That was so embarrassing. I can't believe you did that. We used to have talent shows at our church a couple times a year. It was back in the day when, when we did those kinds of things. Can you imagine talent shows? And a couple times a year, a year we did it. And people would come up, and they had all kinds of cool talent in the church. And I, as a kid, I didn't always look forward to going to church, I admit. But on these nights, talent shows, it was like, hey, this is going to be fun. And my mom got all dressed up before we went to the talent show. I thought, this is odd. She's got her, her blue dress on, her favorite blue dress, and she had a hairstyle. And I was looking for this picture. I couldn't find it of my mom. She had, she had a, do you, I'm looking out here so I don't offend anybody, right? Because <laughs> she had this kind of hairstyle. Okay, I don't see anything. <laughs> it, was, it was the beehive. Remember the, the beehive hairdo where it was up in a, well, I don't, I was looking for this picture of her, but let's see. This isn't her, all right? Mom's so much more pretty than this girl. But she had, like, she had a hairdo just like that, beehive. And she got up and she, she was, she was going to, Sing a solo. And I'm thinking, oh, my word. I've heard my mom sing before. <laughs> she sings like me. She had her beehive hairdo. She was ready to just, she had her, her favorite friend, best friend, Harriet Hake. I still remember Harriet. She was a pianist. And the MC introduced Reva. And she, he said, the pastor, I suppose many of you don't know that Rita, Riva has this special talent of singing. And so she got up there, nodded at Harriet. Hey, she was praying the prelude music. And I thought, oh, my word, she's going to do it. She's going to sing. My friends were having the greatest time. My twin sister, Paula, we were mortified. She clears her throat, adjusts the microphone, 
She looks to Harriet as to nod. I'm ready to go. She's got this big grin on her face. And then Pastor Jensen steps in to save the day. You know what he did? He gonged her. (laughs) That's only funny if you know what the gong show is. (laughs) It's like, thank you, Pastor Jensen. Now, Mom, you forget a few things, but you, you didn't forget that. I know you didn't forget that. And today, after all these years, when I was going to have a hard time, you know, giving you grace, I want to say to, to my mom, Mom, you go right ahead and sing your song. If you ever want to get up here and sing that solo, you can sing your song. That's how I concluded my message last week. Talking about music. In the closing chapters of Nehemiah 11 and 12, this is one of the last messages. Today and next week, we're going to do something special next week. Not going to let you know about that yet, but just come back. It'll be our concluding time in Nehemiah. We're looking at how God used music in, in worship and celebration. And I challenged you to sing your song, to use your voice, to sing to the Lord. Why? Because he's worthy of praise. You may say, I don't like to sing. I don't do that. I'm here to say, biblically speaking, it's not an option. It's an imperative in the scriptures. It's not a suggestion. Singing is good for your heart. You know those rough edges in your life? One thing that can help smooth those rough edges over and then and even soften your heart, is to use your voice and to sing to God. I was organizing my my office at home. And we moved into our house last year, and my office still had boxes everywhere. And and, uh, I had this motivation to, to get my office cleared out. Organize. The reason being is that my neighbor, we were talking a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he said, hey, I want, I want you to look at something here for me. He's an artist. So he was, he was showing me a number of his, his paintings. And as we were talking, he said, hey, I'd like to give you a painting. And he said, this is one of my best paintings. And my heart just was like, wow, Really? You'd give me a painting, an original, and it's framed. And he said, you could take it. I took it home, and I I just had it leaning up against a chair in my office, and Deanna came in. She looked at it, and she she started to to tear up. She was so moved by that gift and how beautiful the painting was. I thought, well, where am I going to put this painting? It's like, It'll be perfect right here in my office. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of center everything around this painting. And my son Christopher came over and he put together um, this, what do you call those things? A cabinet. Yeah, okay, I know the cabinet, but the fancy name of the cabinet. But it was a cabinet. And, and right above the cabinet is the painting. And 
It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And as, I, as we were preparing and putting that together, I thought of singing to the Lord. A few years ago, probably 10 plus years ago, and this is where this little illustration, that was somewhat of a side note, but as we were organizing my desk, Deanna pulled out this little treble clef. I don't know if you remember receiving one of these. I mean, you've had to have been here like 15 years ago. Does anybody remember? Does anybody have one? Look, I got a couple hands. There's, there's a couple hands. In fact, I talked to Tracy on the phone, and I said, Tracy, hey, by the way, do you remember that treble clef that I gave to everybody in church that Sunday? She said, yeah, I got mine. And it was a memento that we were to look at and I don't have any more, right? So if you're saying, man, I, I was here, I wish I had one. I don't have it, all right? This is my only one, I'm not giving it to anybody. I'm not like my neighbor who would give something of value. I'm going to keep it. But it, it was to remind us that we have a song to sing. Sing your song. It's not a suggestion in the scriptures it's command. How do, why do I say that? Psalm 146.2 says, I will praise the Lord all my life. I might sing praises to my God. It says, no, I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Psalm 147.1, how good it is to sing praises to our God. Verse 7, sing to the Lord. Nehemiah was inspired by David to reinstitute reinstate music with singing and lots of musicians and all kinds of instruments after the wall was rebuilt. Nehemiah 7, verse 1, you can look at it later. But the wall was rebuilt. It didn't look anything like this picture here. I mean, the gaps were closed in. The bars were put in place for the gates. Everything was complete. What's the first thing that Nehemiah does? He raises up and identifies the gatekeepers and the musicians. He brings back the band, the sons of Asaph. He finds out who they are. He says, you are invited to come back and lead the way in worship, in music. Chapter 12, it's time to dedicate the wall. I'd like to read these verses to you today. It's chapter 12, verses 27 through 47. I want you to notice how often music and singing is mentioned in these verses. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, it's finished. The Levites were sought out from where they lived. They were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with what? Songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The musicians also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages, for themselves. When the priests and the Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people, the gates and the wall. 
I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall. I also assigned two large choirs. You imagine that, to give thanks. One choir was to proceed on top of the wall with Azariah, Ezra, these other guys, as well as some priests with trumpets. Verse 37, at the fountain gate, they continued directly up the state, up the steps of the city of David on the ascent to the wall and passed above the site of David's palace to the water gate on the east. Now comes the second choir, proceeded in the opposite direction. So they meet. Can you imagine what that sounded like? The various voices in the choir, the bass, the tenor, all singing on key, beautiful music, together with half the people past the tower of Ephraim, those various gates, the two choirs that gave thanks, then took their places in the house of God, so did I, together with half the officials. Verse 43, on that day they offered up great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and the children also rejoiced. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. At that time, men were appointed to be in charge of the tithes from the fields around the towns. They were to bring into the storerooms the portions required by the law. Why? Because they were going to provide for the needs of all of these who served, which included the musicians and the gatekeepers, according to the commands in the days of David and Asaph. There had been directors for the musicians and for the songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. Lord, I ask that as we look at this wonderful gift of music that you've provided us with, that you'd soften our hearts today, that we would learn what it means to sing a song to you every day. Jesus' name, Spirit, speak to us. Amen. Can't overemphasize the impact that King David had on Nehemiah's heart in leadership. Over and over in chapter 11 and 12, you read the phrase, as prescribed by David, the man of God. Nehemiah took his cues from David, who hundreds of years Earlier, it was said of him, by God, he's a man after my heart. So where does music fit in our understanding of worship as we build a theology of biblical worship? What role does music play in my worship to God? Some would say, not much at all. I don't use music. I don't always see the value of music. I come to church on Sunday I hear the music being played, I hear the singers, but I really would like to get past that and get on to the meat of the service, the, the proclamation of the Word of God. And I would say it's a package deal. It's not one or the other, it's both and, correct? I mean, through the 
ages of church history from the Old Testament to the New Testament, 2,000 years later, when we gather together, there isn't many times where there isn't some kind of expression to worship God without the aid of music. Even if there's no instrumentation, we what? We sing a song to the Lord. We pause in prayer meetings many times, and we sing, I exalt thee, a cappella, or another tune that the Lord has put on our hearts. And God what? He uses music. He ordained it from the very beginning. Can you imagine the, the sounds of heaven right now? Those who have passed on before us, who were in the throne room of God? What's going on there? I could tell you one thing that's happening is that some kind of music is being played, right? And it, it has to be incredibly awesome. It's like I've never heard music like that. When the band's really on and when the voices are just right there or when you go to a concert, a worship concert, the preference, preference that you really like, right? That's the kind of concerts you go to. I like country, so I'll go to a, a country Christian artist. Is there such a thing? I don't know for sure. There is. Okay, good. Well, whatever that it would be. You appreciate good music, right? Why? Because it's ordained by God. Not all music we know, but the kind of music that God uses for his glory touches our heart. David got a hold of that. I mean, before David came on the scene, in the tabernacle, in the temple. He's the one that said, we got to get musicians and singers, those who play trumpets and cymbals. He put it all together. So I would say to you, music plays a huge role in our worship to God. That in all its various forms and styles and genres, it's not an end in itself, right? Listen, we're not to worship music. So sometimes, you know, when we come to church and we leave and once in a while we, we, we make this comment and I just want us to just stop for a moment and ask ourselves, what, what exactly are we saying when we say worship was good today? Well, what does that mean? Does that mean the music sounded really great? Well, if that's what that means, then, then just say the music sounded really good. Because... We can worship God when the music doesn't sound that great, right? Or according to our preference. We still have the choice to what? Worship the Lord. 
See, I can worship the Lord with my song even though I don't sing very good, like my mom. She should have sang that hymn. It was a hymn. I just had to get over it. So let's not worship music. Let's worship God and give God praise for the gift, the vehicle of music. It can be anointed and blessed and used by God. So in the building of our theology of biblical worship, we see that Nehemiah first places a high value on music. We looked at that last week. He makes huge investments with hired musician, musicians and singers. Just like who? David. David raised up, remember, in Chronicles, 4,000 musicians for worship in the tabernacle. You can read about that. Do a study. 1 Chronicles 23, verse 5. In other words, he places a high value on it. Today I want to look at the vehicle and the destination of music. It's real simple stuff. But I want it to get into our hearts. What are the vehicles in Nehemiah 12? Well, we just read about them. It's people. And instruments. God uses people. Nehemiah 12, 28, the musicians also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem. So he gathers people. Verse 31, I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall. I also assigned two large choirs to give thanks. The second choir proceeded in the opposite direction. Verse 40, the two choirs that gave thanks then took their places in the house of God. Verse 46, I love this. For long ago in the days of David and who? Asaph. It's a fascinating study. I didn't know a lot about this guy, Asaph. But there was a call on this guy's life. I mean, he had an incredible gifting in music. 1 Chronicles 16, verse 1, talks about the man himself, Asaph. You could do a study on your own. I would encourage you to do that. But I want to read about this guy who was anointed by the Spirit of the Lord in the ministry of music. Verse 1, 1 Chronicles 16, I'm not going to project the words. I just want you to listen. They brought the ark of God and set it inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And they presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. After David had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. This is David. Hundreds of years before Nehemiah. What did, he do? what did he do next? Verse 4, he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord to extol, thank, and praise the Lord, the God of Israel. And guess who was the chief? 
guy by the name of Asaph. Here it is. First time he's mentioned, I believe, in the scriptures. He said, you're the chief. And they were to play lyres and harps. Asaph was to sound, sound the cymbals. Benaniah, Jaziel, the priests were to blow the trumpets regularly before the Ark of the Covenant of God. Verse 7, that day David first appointed Asaph and his associates to give praise to the Lord God in this manner. Give praise to the God, to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what God has done. Verse 9, Asaph, here's what I want you to do. Sing to him. Sing to him. Tell of all his wonderful deeds. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always and sing your song. Asaph, that's your job in ministry. He's the guy. Then later on, he has sons. They're called what? Not the sons of thunder, but the sons of Asaph. And what do they do? They pick up the mantle that dad had. Chapter 25, 1 Chronicles, verse 9. David, together with the commanders of the army, set apart some of the sons of Asaph, Heman, and the rest of the guys for the ministry of prophesying, accompanied by what? Harps. They didn't have the, obviously, the instruments that we have today. But they had lots of instruments. I've never seen a liar. I've maybe looked at one in a mirror, a liar. Once in a while, not Lord, no. I've never, I've never seen one. It's a stringed instrument. Symbols. Here's the list of the men who performed this service from the sons of Asaph. Four sons. They were under the supervision of dad who prophesied under the king's supervision. How did they prophesy? With their tongue? Not here. They prophesied with their instruments. Verse 3, using the harp in doing what? It's right here in the Bible. When you hear the instruments playing a solo, it's not just so it, it sounds good. It's not a good enough reason. We're to play our instrument in thanking and praising the Lord. Verse 6, all these men were under the supervision of their father for the music of the temple of the Lord with cymbals, lyres, harps, for the ministry of the house of God, Asaph. All of them trained and skilled in music for the Lord. They numbered 288. And I have more to say about Asaph, but I don't have the time. 
I mean, there's lots of psalms that are written by these guys that we read. And Nehemiah comes on the scene and he says, we, do we have any of those guys left? Because if we do, I want them back. So they played their cymbals and their harps and their trumpets. Cymbals are in the percussion family, right? Harps are in the strings and trumpets are brass. There's woodwinds in the Bible. The Bible has the instruments covered. That's why we use them today. So where does the vehicle of music take us? What is the ultimate destination? It's to worship and glorify God, right? Music always takes you someplace. We need to ask, where is this music taking me that I'm listening to, that I'm giving myself to? Because there's always a destination. Where is the lion's share of the music that you listen to or play or performing taking you? Now, I'm not going to get legalistic and say you should never, ever listen to secular music. I mean, obviously, there's some secular music that, you should, that we should not listen to at all. But the lion's share of what you're giving yourself to, where is it taking you to? Because music always takes you someplace. Why not let you take it to the right place? To the throne. I mean, there's so much talent and gifting. I want the destination of the music that I give myself to, to be to God and for his glory. I want to sing to God. I want to sing straight to his heart. I want to sing about God, who he is, his love and his faithfulness. I want to sing about what he's done and what he's doing. And when you sing like that and use the gift that the Lord has given, I think a lot of great things happen in our hearts. Every once in a while, I, I hear people asking me as a pastor, I don't have all the answers. Pastor, how do I find hope and healing and help in my life? If I could write a prescription, and I end with this, I'm going to ask the team, Deanna, Allie, Terry, Tom, Lynn to come. I'm going to close with just a great worship song. If I were to write a prescription to you, this is what you need to do. I'd, I'd say you need to sit before the fire of God's presence with his word in hand. This fire. And ask the Holy Spirit to anoint it. And you open up that book. And you get a plan to work your way through it. And when you sit before a fire, guess what happens? 
your heart's going to get warmed by the fire. Now, if you run away real quick and just kind of do a quick two-minute, you know, you're not going to get warmed by the fire of the Lord. You give yourself to this word, and now I want you to do something else. I want you to sing. I want you to sing to the Lord. You put those two things together in your life, hope, healing, help from God just begins to come. It flows. It's like, oh, God, I think, I think that's you, Holy Spirit. You're touching my heart right now. I'm singing straight to your heart. It doesn't sound very good, Lord, but it's coming right from my heart to your heart. I'm lost in the glory of who you are. He releases his gifts. I think it's just fitting for us just to sing our song to the Lord today. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We sang, I exalt thee last week in closing. Today I just want to sing a song that we know so well. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Lift my voice to the Lord. You know this song. Sing it out to the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit just touch your heart. You need your heart to be warmed by God? Sit before the fire today. And worship Him. Thank you, Lord, for these gifts that you've given to us, God. Here at Gateway Church, thank you for every singer, every musician. who offers up their talent and gift to you, God. It helps inspire us. It's not about just singing a song, a group of songs, and then leaving. What good does that do in the end? It's about singing that song and then waking up on Monday and singing another song and carrying this thing through the week. On my way to work, I'm going to listen to something that feeds my soul. I'm going to give myself to something that will release hope and help and healing. I want to sing to you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In this place, we love you. Sing our song to the Lord. voice to the Lord. You are worthy, Lord.
love you, Lord, together. Love you, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Help us to sing our song this week to you, Jesus. Jesus.